Hello, welcome to The Final Swipe, a podcast about healing our hearts and finding love. I'm your host, Nikki Novo. Hello and welcome to The Final Swipe podcast. Today we have a really cool story and fun guest who's actually different than most of our guests. This is Janet, who is a layman, just like you guys. And she was actually a Final Swipe podcast listener, then came into my my world through a reading. And then, um, but she's just such a beautiful success story. And I was, I remember meeting her and being like, I need to know what this lady is doing um, to have done such a good job of manifesting. So she was so kind to say yes to being on the show. And she's really just like you guys, just very, no, she's not a guru here, no expert here. She's just here to share her story, which I think you will find so valuable. So thank you, Janet, and welcome to the show. Thanks. Happy to be here. Yeah. So I remember when, so basically, I guess you were listening to the podcast and then you booked a session with me, right? That's kind of, is that how that happened? Yeah. I, um, I'd been wanting to do some kind of a, a reading or something. And I, the couple episodes of the podcast that I had listened to, you hadn't mentioned it in those. And then I finally listened to one where you had mentioned that you did that. Um, so yeah, I, I booked it after, um, listening to the podcast for a little bit and yeah, that's how we met. Yeah. And I remember I was reading you and I just remember, I think I was like, I, I don't know where I saw it, but I was either like scanning your energy and getting like into your third eye, which is where, um, a lot of manifesting happens. That's like the energy center where our manifesting happens. And there was just something about when I read you that I was like, wow, like this person had a really different situation than what she has today. And she really brought something into her life with like her own um, grit almost in a way. And she, I could tell that there was just like this story behind like how she made it happen. So I needed, I needed to know. <laughs> so I was just so excited to, that you, you agreed to come on. So tell us a little bit about, your gray days, like the ugly days. So you were, you were originally married and um, had to go through a divorce. So tell us a little bit about that story. Yeah. Um, I was married and it was not, um, not like what I wanted for my life. Like ultimately, I mean, it was, and it was a journey and it's not that it was bad or anything, but, um, you know, I had dreams of like being proposed to and, and having a wedding, and that that was not part of the, that story. Even though I was married, um, wasn't proposed to. It was not much of a like pursuing kind of feeling. And mm-hmm. um, anyway, so um, I had moved across the country. Did you guys meet really back. young? Oh, yeah. Sorry, did you meet yeah. really young? Oh, okay. Okay. Mhm. Um, we had actually met in middle school. My ex husband oh. and I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we weren't, we weren't like friends or anything. We, um, it was actually a family member that had kind of like, uh, brought us together kind of, or like introduced us once we were like young adults. I think we were in college when we actually started like dating. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, so, um, not a bad guy at all. Just, just over the years of how our life had developed while we were together and we had two kids, um, I found myself like super depressed after um, moving and moving back. And I, I couldn't figure out what was wrong. Um, I ended up going to therapy and within like 
a session or two, I remember blurting out that I was just afraid to say that I wanted to be separated. And, um, like not, I remember that day very vividly. It was, I felt the most peace that I think I've ever felt. And it was not so much that I was afraid to be separated. It was that I was afraid to say it. Like I was afraid Mm -hmm. to admit it, admit it to myself, admit it to anybody else. Um, so yeah, but once, once I felt that, that piece of like, okay, I can like, this is actually what I feel is best for me and what I want. Um, and I kind of felt that, that cloud lift that had been present for a long time that um, I was like, okay, I, I don't know what this journey is going to be like. I have no idea how to do this or what that's going to look like, but I'm going to, I'm going to walk down this path that, that, that I don't know anything about, but I know I don't want to go down the path that I already know. So that Were started that journey. Why, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Were there any reasons, like, why you thought, um, like, could you pinpoint why you were unhappy in the marriage? Like, was there, was there anything that, almost like, you, was it a feeling, or were you able to, like, justify it in your head? Were there some reasons? There, there are. Some I'll share. Some are, are a little personal that I don't okay. want to share, but... Um, I think that as, like I said, kind of as we grew up, our, like, things we wanted out of life and just the general way that we went about life was not quite on the same page. Um, mm-hmm. We'd worked through a lot of different beliefs and things like that, and we were um, pretty good about, like, talking things out. But I, I the, the best way I can describe it without getting into like some of those details yeah. of like the specifics within our relationship, because I, again, not a bad guy and still very involved with each other's lives with the kids and everything. So I don't want to get too far into that, but, um, but the best way I can describe it is that I think we both were trying our hardest to make it work. And so I think mm-hmm. it did on the surface work for a while, but if we were both being our truest selves, we did not line up energetically, mm-hmm. uh, at, um, like just kind of how we wanted to live life, um, things in terms of like intimacy and just like finances, like every, every area, yeah. I think we had worked really well to make it work. But if we were both like just being free, being right. our own truest selves, it didn't, mm. it, it wasn't a good fit. And so that, I think that was really hard for me too, because there weren't a lot of, um, Big red reason, flags. Like bad reasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the outside would be like, oh, totally. Like, you know, you guys need to get divorced or, or you know, like things that are maybe like culturally acceptable. It was really right. hard because I, I made that decision knowing that people might not understand. Right. Right. And, and then you have to like, it justify was, it, really it or explain it. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you go through this. Um, process and then when did you start being ready to date again? So I had a <clears throat> I had a little bit of a relationship with an old flame that came out of like the uh, when I was separated um, in, in Virginia. It's a long... when you're breaking up with somebody. <laughs> I feel like it's yeah. like that's just you know it's just a rite of passage. Like you have to hook up with like, mm-hmm. an old thing. You have to like go through yep. that process. It's just the, it's the easiest introduction into singlehood. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it was like, it was like, I could, 
kind of see it and feel, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. And especially when you're going through divorce, it's like, you don't, you don't see the the light at the end of the tunnel. You don't know, or at least for me, my experience, you don't know what you're going to be like. All you know is you're embarking on a new path. And I've seen it happen to a couple other friends and coworkers when they're going through a divorce. It's, they go through this like really crazy period of almost not knowing how to operate. And it, mm-hmm. it it's in a dating, it's in like a romantic relationship, but it does spill into other things. You see them like kind of just you know, shaking things up a little bit. So anyway, so that was a very interesting, very uh, volatile, uh, emotional, like, dating relationship. Uh, And um, I remember thinking, okay, like, this is not what I want. And I just got (laughs) real serious with myself. And um, I, I... I don't, I can't remember exactly what was happening. I just thought, this is stupid. Like, okay, this, this relationship helped me transition out of the, my marriage relationship and like maybe into singlehood. But I remember thinking, hmm, this is not right. (laughs) And I sat myself down and this is, um, when I decided to make a list of what I needed out of a partner. And this goes back to what you preach in your podcast and, um, Mm And I, I thought, okay, let me take this person that I've been like kind of seeing out of the picture. I, I hadn't even broken up with them yet, but I was like, okay, if, if I am looking for my actual partner, what I need out of a partner, what does that look like? And so I just had a real serious conversation with myself basically of what is it do I want now that the slate is clean? Um, from my marriage and, you know, it is not going well with like dating this person. So that was, you know, coming to an end. So I got really serious about what it is that I wanted and, um, got that list together, realized, uh, and when I was writing that list, that was like the first draft of it. And, um, it is hard to, to do that when you are actually seeing someone, um, but I didn't care. It was so, I was so, I was just ready. I was just serious about it. I didn't care. Um, you know, I just completely put that out of my mind and I, I had a, had a moment with myself and then read that list and realized that that was nothing that I was getting out of the relationship that I was in. And this person was never going to be these things on this list. So, um, it was very, sorry, if I can, if I can interrupt you for a second, I I love that because, I have a lot of, um, cause sometimes what we do is like, we're dating somebody and we have like all these feelings about them and all that kind of stuff. And we try to like, we try to kind of like fit, I don't fit into them, you know, many times and like, mm-hmm. you know, make it work like with them. And the reason I, I recommend the list, even if you're like, even if you haven't done, like you just happen to be in a relationship already, um, like the list is important because it's actually like you said, it's like being honest with yourself. Like I think, well, I don't know if you actually said that, but it sounds like you were just like being very honest with yourself and you're like, okay, if I was completely honest with myself, I'm going to, these are all the things that I really want. And really like almost like looking at as like, even just logical, just being like, this person does not have these things. So this is not like a good choice, you know, in in many ways. And that, that, that list, like, it's almost like a contract to yourself. It's like a commitment that you've made to yourself. And that's why it's like nice to have it around when you're dating. Yeah. So exactly. And 
I think that um, it doesn't have to be like quite as a dramatic of a moment as I experienced and described, but <laughs> there was a lot of arguing and a lot of like emotional ups and downs. I was trying to figure out, you know, I was still going through the separation process in Virginia. It takes a long time. Um, you have to be separated for like a year. So there was a lot to, to work through um, during that time. And anyway, so it, it was a, a pretty big moment for me and to, to start that list. And then I also had the benefit because this person happened to be like an old flame. I had the benefit of comparing like um, they, they kind of were like saying all the right things that I wanted to hear. And um, you know, that, that were nice to hear after going through a divorce and like looking at that relationship and trying to learn and grow. Um, but I had a little bit of a benefit of like knowing them from years prior and I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't think, even if this person has the best of intentions, I don't think this person is capable of being what I need. And that's fine because we can go in our separate ways. And, you know, like it, it sucks because I, I cared about this person, but um, I, just had to, I just had to get real and, and recognize, all right, this is not, you know, I can't expect this person to change. And I don't think that this person is going to change to be what I need specifically so anyways that how sorry if I can interrupt you again so if somebody like if a friend of yours is going through something similar and they're kind of in a little bit of in denial and they can't be like they're not there yet to be honest with themselves like what I mean it sounds like because of the divorce like you already knew what it was to make like a poor quote-unquote poor decision just you know not not a poor decision but a decision that's like not in alignment with you or your truth um how can, is there, do you have any ideas of like how we can be honest with ourselves? Like what if we're not like ready to be honest with ourselves? Do you have like any ideas or thoughts Um, about that? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. And I've talked to my boyfriend about this. We talk about this kind of stuff a lot. He, he went through a divorce and, um, was single for a long time, dated. And, um, so we talk about that a lot. And I think that for me, I did have the benefit, like you said, of, going through a divorce, being in a relationship for a long time when it maybe wasn't right. And I felt a little stuck and was trying all different things to like, you know, make it feel better or something. Um, and I think it can be hard in the moment when you're looking at this person that you care about and no one wants to break someone's heart, like especially someone that you care about. But I, for me, the thinking was more of, I have an opportunity to potentially make another decision where I, I might be another, you know, long-term relationship, maybe marry this person. Like, is this really someone that I want to be in a relationship with long-term? So I think I'm trying to think of like actual advice, but yeah, what I would say is like, um, the uncomfortableness of the feeling right now of maybe recognizing that this person is um, maybe not the right fit or maybe they are. Like if you're trying to figure that out, um, just growing to a place within yourself where you nor that person um, would do well in a relationship that is not a good situation for both of you. So Mm -hmm. it is like, 
people might feel uncomfortable with being honest with themselves or looking at the relationship that objectively or something. But in my opinion, ultimately, a, a healthy relationship, a relationship where you both um, can benefit is easy and and it kind of flows, at least it's in my experience with my boyfriend now. And, um, and so if, you know, be willing to to look at it through that lens to where, um, you know, if you're not having that experience and they're not having that experience, like it's either going to be beneficial to both of you or neither, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's like, if it's a, I don't know how to explain it, but you know, like yeah. if you're lined yeah. up and you're supposed to be together and it's going to work, then it's either going to work for both of you in a way that's healthy and good. And if it's mm-hmm. not, then it's, it's worth it to you and that person, regardless of how difficult it may be to like break up with them or maybe they get super mad at you or something, but, um, you know, our souls and our, our person, that's, that's not our burden to bear all the time. Like they have things to grow and learn in and you do too. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Does that right, make sense? Does that kind of answer the question? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, yeah, no, well, I, I like, I get a few things from that. Like the first I get that, like I, I have a, I have a feeling that you, maybe after the divorce, realizing that like, you know, you lived so long kind of denying your truth that you, it sounds like you made a commitment to always be honest with yourself. So it sounds like you're in a habit of being honest with yourself in general. And that is, mm-hmm. it's an interesting mm-hmm. habit to have to just be like, to, you know, it's, you know, if I'm going to be honest about one thing, I have to be honest about all the things. And you, you know, you just got into that habit of like being honest. And that sounds like, you know, like how you were able to realize that also. And then the other thing, it sounds like, you, um, you know, that you just, you know, realizing that, you know, even though it might be uncomfortable to realize that like this person isn't right or, or all the uncomfortable feelings of like, it's scary. I don't, I, I don't want to be single mm-hmm. or I, all those uncomfortable feelings of what was going to happen after you broke up with that guy, that that was a small moment of time of being uncomfortable when, you know, being uncomfortable in a, in a bad relationship that can last for a really long time, you know, like that's like a long period of time of being uncomfortable. So it's like you took the smallest amount, you were like, okay, this is really uncomfortable to like end this and be in the unknown of being single and all those kind of things. But it's worth the risk because like, this is not, this is not going to be comfortable ever, you know? So why, why yeah. stay around in this? So it sounds like yeah. you, and kind two, of, you understood that. Two aspects that I forgot to mention that I remembered while you were talking about that is, is, that the person I was dating at the time, um, the old flame, like it, it went on for months longer than it should have. It took me a long time to get to that point. A lot of like arguing, crying, tears. Um, I'd never like yelled curse words at someone like to their face. What <laughs> this is not. Like, this is, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like this is not what I want to continue. And then another part of it too was honestly some fear knowing that I'd been in a relationship where um, even if things on the surface weren't quote unquote wrong, I'm doing air quotes here. um, But like, you know, it didn't feel good. Like it wasn't, it didn't seem right. And and again, I have some other like actual reasons, um, but, but it was a bit of fear too of like, I don't want to get in a situation like that again, where, you know, I've made a commitment to this person and I feel stuck. And, um, and I just, I just, um, like you said, I was kind of, I just was at that point of like, 
no, I really don't know what's down this road, but I'm going to keep pushing because I felt this like, like, no, I need to, I need to just see, I need to see what's down this road. Um, mm-hmm. And, so and, and honestly, come single. sorry, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> and, and um, transitioning into that, actually, I, I remember thinking like this, this list I don't know if this exists. I don't know if I'm going to find this. Um, I remember thinking like, uh, I, I, you know, I don't know. This is scary. This is weird. This is like, if I'm going to ask the universe for like what I think I want, this is it. But I never had that before. I've never been in a relationship like that before. So I didn't even know what to expect. Um, So as a testament to everybody going through that, like it does, exist like the the (laughs) relationships do exist um okay so transitioning out of that part of it um I'm single and uh like I said I I was I had my list (laughs) okay and I was pretty I was pretty like serious about it um like I knew I wanted a partner it's kind of what I'd always wanted and even though I'd just gone through a divorce and as you saw when you were reading me I, I transitioned pretty quickly and I transitioned a lot um, so again, the separation took a long time. So even though it was still kind of fresh outwardly, like inwardly, I was like, no, I'm, I'm ready to find mm-hmm. this, this partner. So, um, so I started dating and this is definitely something that I wanted to point out that I would review the list before I would get on dating apps. I would, um, as things would come up, you know, maybe a month would go by and I'd gone on a couple of dates and, um, like I'd be like, Oh, like this person was nice, but now I know I need to add this to the list that like they, um, uh, they don't want more kids. That was important. Like mm-hmm. I was kind of wavering, but then I like went on a couple of dates with a guy that wanted more kids. And I was like, Oh no, like having your own. <laughs> is okay, but I know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know. I don't really want more like myself being pregnant again. And so, so as I went through dating, I, um, I would look at this, this list and then after it may may have been one of your podcast episodes or, um, this other girl that that had, um, good dating advice, uh, YouTube channel. What's it called? So we can share it. It is Adrian Everhart. Um, she talks a lot about like feminine energy. I can send it to you after. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And, um, but, but I remember taking the list and then actually cultivating how I feel with this person. Mm -hmm. And I know you specifically do talk about this on your podcast. Um, so I made a, so like as time went on and as I learned and, and went on a couple of dates, like, um, I added to this list and I was constantly, um, reviewing it and getting my mindset right, which is speaking to like the manifesting part is, it's really spending time with this thing, you know, energetically that doesn't necessarily exist in the physical for you yet. Um, and I would do that. And if I, if I felt like I wasn't really in a good place to like get on the apps that day, then I didn't, it wasn't like, mm, like if you're, if you're just not feeling it, then don't, you know, you're not going to be in the right mindset to maybe judge that guy. And it can be fun to just swipe and whatever, but, um, I didn't want to miss out on a good person just cause I was like in a bad mood or feeling low or something. Um, 
And that didn't happen often, but mm-hmm. I, I think it's good to just check in with yourself. And I say this too, because I have obviously like dating friends and stuff that um, will go through periods of like deleting the app and then like, like, oh, I was bored or I'm like, well, I, I'm doing this to like cultivate a relationship. Like, yeah, it's fun to connect with people, but um, like, why am I getting on this app? Am I getting on because... I'm alone and it's like 10 o'clock at night and I've had two glasses of wine and I just want to see what happens. But, you know, which, which did happen, like no judgment, of yeah. course. But, um, but yeah, I would just, I just t- started to try to make it a habit to like check in with myself before I like looked at these guys because I wanted to look at them as potential partners. Um, and, and just to be clear too, oh, like yeah. where you live, is a, it's um, a little out, it's not too close to DC. So like you really had to depend on the apps, I'm guessing, right? Yes. Um, and especially because I had just moved because of the separation. Um, like we'd moved back to Virginia separated. We're going to divorce. So we'd both figuring out where we were going to, my ex-husband and I live separately, but like in the same area so we could Mm co-parent. Um, so I'd actually moved like an hour out from where I'm from. And, uh, there was like nobody on the app. <laughs> nobody, at least not anyone that I found interesting. Yeah. Um, so I'd kind of broaden my circle. And then I added that to the list, like that someone was willing to, to drive to me because I knew mm-hmm. I would be willing to like make a commitment and maybe meet halfway if we were like in a dating relationship. But it was important to like have someone, you know, be willing to, to, to drive the 45 minutes or whatever out to me. Um, so yeah, I really was relying on the apps quite a bit. I don't recall any time when I like just met someone out out and about. And what do you like? So a lot of people don't like apps. Um, but there's, I, you know, I feel like, you know, it doesn't have to be the only thing that you do, but it is like something there to, you know, the original reason for the apps were to help us not, I know it's turned into a big like hookup, you know, type or whatever, or, you know, yeah, um, yeah. Like ghosting and all that kind of stuff. But there's also some, like, how were you able to get your head in the right place about apps in general? Um, it was very weird, to be honest, because I didn't, I, I had been not single, not on apps for a long period of time, um, or, or ever. I don't think I had a, like, prior to this experience, like, I, back when I was, like, a teenager, they, they didn't exist. Um, or like in college. Uh, so I'm trying to think back. It was just weird. You know, it, it takes some getting used to like, if you're newly divorced or something and new on the scene, it, it is just a little weird. Um, (laughs) it took some, like, I really, it's so funny. I was before our talk, I was thinking back like to this experience and, I I learned and put things into place pretty quickly, but it was funny how many little lessons there were along the way. Like I felt weird if I had been talking to a guy for a couple of days, it felt very strange to me. I did not know how to say I'm not interested in continuing this conversation. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. I, Mm -hmm. I was talking to my friends. I was like, how do you just tell a guy? No, like, I don't, it's weird. (laughs) So, uh, and I, I guess cause I never really, had dated like that. So learned that, learned that like, you don't have to, um, 
like go on a date if you don't want to. Obviously, it seems obvious, but we all have little things to learn, right? So anyways, getting back to your question, um, I think I just saw it as an opportunity. And um, in my situation, I kind of saw it as just a necessary option. I wasn't like, oh my God, I'm going to meet, you know, my future husband on an app. It wasn't like I was, um, I, I wasn't thinking that hard about it. It was just, there was not like, I didn't have a lot of opportunities to go out. You know, I had my kids half the time. Like, I don't know. It just was a, I, I just saw it as an opportunity an option. Um, yeah. I know there are a lot of people like, that are for it, if anything. about it. Yeah. 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 Um, You're like, okay, this is a, like a good way to meet somebody. Yeah. And I think, um, I think, like I said, you know, when I would like check in, like when I would get on, I think I had two, I was on two different apps. And um, if I was annoyed or if I was like, this is dumb, I don't want to be doing this. Like, I want to just go out. Then I just wouldn't, like, I wouldn't stress about it that day. Or, mm-hmm. um, you know, if I, you know, if I like was having this relationship with this app itself or this mindset about this app itself, then I wouldn't use it. And there were some that I got and I was like, I don't like how this app works. So I got a different one. I didn't really (laughs) think too much about it. Um, And it's funny because I actually preferred one of the apps that my girlfriend um, preferred a different one. They're like, Oh, I hate that one. And I was like, oh, I like this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, I think uh, I, I think they, like, bumble. And I didn't because I did not like having to, like, say the first thing. I think the girl has to say the first thing or something. And I just didn't totally. like that. So, um, yeah, I, I kind of stayed away from that one. I, I've and, talked about that a bit, too. Oh, like, ahead. kind of, if you're, in a, if you're in an app that and you're not, you know, like, and you're not, you're trying to, like, let's say, stay in your feminine energy, like, getting you to, like, reach out, like, that in itself, like, or if you're feeling uncomfortable about reaching out, like, it's just not going to work for you. So, it's important to know, like, what's your personality and which app, like, fits you the best. So, I, right. I have seen that before. And for me, coming out of my marriage relationship where I felt, um, like, if you had a list of what masculine energy in a relationship was like and what feminine energy in a relationship was like, I would have been a hundred percent on the masculine side and <laughs> that's not what I had to learn that and learn that that's not what I wanted to cultivate out of a relationship. Um, so I'm super masculine energy, like at work and that works well mm-hmm. and that's fine. But I had to really learn even in the app dating part to like, to, to just be on the receiving end. And even if like with a guy asking questions on an app, like just getting to know you questions, like, I was always, I would always keep up the conversation, but I, I wanted, even in the smallest ways, to feel pursued and, and, mm-hmm. and focus on being the receiving one. Because I was always the one previously, like, trying to make stuff happen and afraid that, like, this person wouldn't like me if I didn't, like, keep the conversation going. So I needed to just chill the fuck out. And I did. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. And receiving starts from the get-go, even from those like little messages that you're getting through the app, like you can receive in that way. And you can say like anybody that is not a giver, then you don't have to be with them. Yeah. Yeah. 
how did, so did you go on a lot of dates? Like how, um, how long was that process? And you were pretty like religious about your, um, manifesting rituals basically. Yeah, I, I enjoy manifesting. I've done it with other things, not really in like relationships, but, um, but I enjoy manifesting. So I do it with little things. Just the other day, I manifested an iron, like a clothes iron. <laughs> like, I, I was thinking to myself, I thought, man, I don't have one, like, in this new house, and I need one. Don't need one right now, like, enough to go buy it. And I always get this little, like, oh, well, you should just wait. Like, one's coming. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Um, like, I get this little voice inkling, I don't know, like, feeling. And didn't really think much else about it. Uh, my grandparents moved into my parents' house and I'm helping them like go through stuff. And my grandma's like, Oh, I have this brand new iron that I don't need anymore. And I was like, that's mine. That's for me. (laughs) That's for me. I love it. (laughs) Um, so anyway, so I like, it's, it's enjoyable and I, I can speak, I could speak a whole, a lot longer about the manifesting part of it where you are spending time, you know, with your feelings and, and thinking about that and cultivating it. And I think when you read it in me, I think you saw it in my solar plexus um, mm-hmm. and just really just like letting it grow from within and, and the fear comes up like, oh, maybe I won't ever meet anybody. Maybe I will have to just, you know, be single or like whatever, be in a relationship. Like, I don't know. It was, it was hard to kind of continue to like line up with that but that's what makes it worth it and that's what makes you grow as a person because all these things are before this even comes into your life so therefore all these things are things within you to deal with and to to look at um so so one of the biggest things was i'm sorry i forgot what your question was. Well, I would love to know like any like quick manifesting tips, anything that you think like worked really well. Well, it was your list that worked well, getting into the feelings, anything else, like if you were just talking mm-hmm. to your girlfriend that you would recommend. Um, that's actually what I was going to talk about next was like saying no, like you talk about in your mm-hmm. podcast too. And, and, um, like if you, I went right before this, I went back to like your old, oldest episodes um, <laughs> on the podcast and listening to that. And I was like, oh my gosh, these are all the, these are all the things that you do. Like uh-huh. uh, all the things that you're supposed to do. Like um, anyway, so I'm just repeating things that you've said, but um, like making the list and then the universe will bring you things that like are kind of close or things just naturally as you're changing your energy and vibration, mm-hmm. like you're changing the things that are being attracted to you or that you're open to. So you have to say no to areas that you previously said yes to, right? If you want a different result, you right. have to start like letting some of those things go to make space or um, just change the trajectory. Um, so that's one of the, one of the things too is, um, there was a guy I went on a couple dates on and he was like close ish. Like he was like a, a decent guy, like a good conversation. Um, you know, our, our dates were okay, but like, I was like, eh, I don't know. And then I went through this phase of maybe this is what relationships feel like at this age. Maybe you don't feel anything. Mm-hmm. You just, 
you just, uh, you know, maybe you just choose a partner that's accommodable, you know, like that's agreeable, I guess. And, um, thank God I didn't, but, uh, cause I didn't feel anything. And I thought, well, maybe, maybe at this stage in life, like you don't feel the like sparks that you felt as a teenager, maybe. Um, so anyways, saying like, I, I was like practicing my being in my feelings and receiving, even though he wasn't that great at like the pursuing part, I practiced that a little bit. And, um, yeah, I think that also helped kind of get into the, the manifesting fart, fart. <laughs> part. So basically like you, you saw that and you were like, um, you realized that you had to say no to this in order to like, and that's something that maybe in the past you would have said yes to, or you would have, you would have like let it go on a little bit longer. Yeah, I think I would have let it go on, and um, it was. And you would have like it, artificially kept it going too, because if you were not in receiving mode, and you were just like trying to m- make it stay alive, you would have like kept it alive mm-hmm. longer than it should have been, basically. Yeah, so, yeah. But you were dedicated oh, to that like, feeling. Sorry. Yeah, I'm a. I'm a like. I know about myself. I'm a loyal person, and I I want to be in a long term relationship. So. When it comes down to it, I sometimes over accommodate. I don't realize that I'm over accommodating even outside of my own truth sometimes to mm-hmm. make something work. Um, so I had to start recognizing that. And um, I'm, you, one of the questions you did ask was like, how long was this phase? And I would say it was like a couple months of okay. dating. It wasn't too long. Um, and I think because I was pretty serious about like, what I was looking for, um, but and and I guess just the universe. That, kept trying. that when I met my boyfriend, like he was serious about what he was looking for too. So, um, yeah, I, I don't I don't know that it took that long, but there were a lot of lessons learned in that time frame. And you were taking like the lessons seriously too. That's what it sounds like. It looks like you were like looking for all the lessons and you were like, okay, got to like change that. Got to change that. Like you were very mm-hmm. active in like whatever blocks were showing up and you weren't letting yes. them go on for too long. It's kind of like yes. you had this house with all these like different problems and like you didn't sit around like getting overwhelmed by it. You were just like, okay, got to fix this problem. Then like, let's move on to this next project and all that kind of stuff. So that's what made you have that momentum. Yeah. And it was almost like, like if I had just opened the book on myself that I had never read before and Mm -hmm. I gave myself a lot of grace to just accept what was like, I hadn't, like you said this, you know, like in the metaphor of a house, like if I bought this house that I knew I loved, I knew I was going to be in, but I had not seen the inside or like things had gone on that I didn't Mm -hmm. know. And I was like, I took the approach of, well, this is where I'm at. You know, I want to learn. I want to grow. I want to love myself. And, um, so it gets frustrating sometimes to be like, well, why isn't this working? But I instead just tried to come with a, with a sense of grace and like, well, this, okay. Like, this is the lesson I have to learn. It feels like other people, other people just get it. And other people are like, what? I would never like, you know, the guy always has to pay for the first date or something, or, you know, just like some of these little concepts about dating that we have. And, um, so sometimes it was frustrating because I thought, well, other people seem to get this. Other people seem to have figured it out and I haven't, and that's annoying, but just, I just tried to just accept, okay, 
this is, I, I haven't learned this part. And I, I knew I hadn't learned it because I would feel weird about stopping a conversation <laughs> with a guy. Or I would feel weird about, um, you know, if they asked to do something that I wasn't quite comfortable with doing, like in terms of like intimacy with dating new people. Um, I think I'd been in a relationship so long I forgot like, or hadn't really established what my boundaries were with like physical mm-hmm. stuff along the dating trajectory. And like, to learn to like say, no, I'm not, I don't feel comfortable like with that yet or whatever. Um, so every little thing I was just like, okay, well, this is what I'm learning today. All right. Great. <laughs> Beautiful. So then how did you, so did you guys meet on an app finally? We did. Yeah. So my boyfriend okay. and I met on an app and um, it was, it was, it, it was actually funny. He was one of the people that I like had passed on. I think it was on Hinge mm-hmm. and you can, you have like a couple where you don't have to choose yes or no yet. Um, mm-hmm. so I think the first time I'd actually like passed because I couldn't, I couldn't get a good read of his profile. Like, um, like he seems cute and nice and fun, but like, also I couldn't quite tell if he was like a party frat boy or like, mm-hmm. I didn't know if he was like too fun and not responsible. Like, I don't know. I, I couldn't quite, I, I couldn't get a read the first time. And again, that, that may have just been one of the days where I was just like, oh, I'm not, I'm not in, in a decision-making mood or something. Um, <clears throat> so anyways, I think, I think probably a couple of days went by or so. And then we, we like matched again or he came up again and, and then we matched. And um, he messaged me almost immediately and said, um, said something I had on my dating profile. Like I, I, was not trying to be like the sexiest profile on there. I was not trying to be like the, um, I don't know, like you can, your mentality of creating your profile is a whole nother topic too. But, um, I was trying to give the person enough insight about who I was and what I was looking for, but also things where they could spark conversation or like things that if they were paying attention would have been good, like first date options. Cause I put on there that I liked, campfires and I like drinking whiskey and um that I, I had a couple pictures of me like doing outdoorsy things and so his first message to me was like hey looks like you like whiskey and campfires me too and <laughs> I was like great and um meanwhile I was still I was still like kind of like not dating but I I had gone on a couple dates with this other guy and I knew it was going to be a while before like our schedules would have lined up. And I'm talking like two months at least. So I was like, well, I'm, I'm just going to keep, you know, dating in the meantime, because I don't really feel anything for this guy. Um, so it was, it was within this, that, that was like the time frame of what was happening. So um, uh, my boyfriend, Brandon was, um, it, he just, he just like picked it up. I didn't have to think about anything. He was like, hey, so, like, I, I'd love to take you out. You know, I'd love to get to know you. Um, like, I, I would be interested in that. And, like, right off the bat, which was kind of interesting to me because some women might be a little off-put by that and would want to, like, chat a little bit more, you know, like, get to know each other for a little while mm-hmm. before going, like, before meeting. Um, and that's 
the approach that I generally would have taken with people. Um, but he just kind of asked me out like right off the bat. And it just happened to be where that's what I was in. I was like, yeah, I want to go on dates. Like this other guy, I don't know what's happening. If it turns into something, I don't want to not have had an opportunity to at least continue to go on some dates. If like, if that happens, mm-hmm. like I had a feeling that I was going to be off the market soon, not with him, but I just was open to just going on dates. So I was like, sure. Yeah. And with our, um, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Sorry to interrupt. It sounds like, um, yeah. <laughs> this makes me feel like you were like a spider and like you set up a trap, like for the bug to get like stuck in the web. Cause you were like, all right, I'm going to like <laughs> sprinkle, I'm going to like sprinkle these things in the profile. I know that I'm like trying to receive so I, you know, I'm setting up like the stage, you know, like I'm setting up the trap and like, you know, whoever sticks by like giving and see, like being um, detail oriented or whatever, like then we like, I shall see, like I, I will like give that person the chance. So in a way you, you know, which is so feminine, like the spider is actually like, is the representation of the divine feminine. So it's like you, you know, you did the perfect like setup for yourself, like, you know, without having to like drive yourself crazy about, you know, being involved in all these, like, you know, you were just really in a place of receiving it, which is part of manifesting too, because manifesting is, is the process of like receiving what is coming for us, basically. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you were like doing both. And I love, like, it just, as you were describing that story, I was like, this is like a spider web. (laughs) Like, this is like a web and he's like jumped into it. (laughs) Beautiful. And I didn't, I didn't like, um, I forgot what I was going to say, but like, it, it just, it wasn't something that I thought like, I need someone to do these things. It was like, oh, well, I'm, you know, this is genuinely me. So if someone is, if they want to know, like you get so little to put on your profile, like so little to work mm-hmm. with sometimes to like get a, a view of this whole person. So it was cool that he just kind of saw it for what it was and um, yeah, it, it was, it was nice. It was refreshing that he, that he noticed and said something about that. And, um, and then he, he jumped to it, like I said, right away, asked me out because of our, we both have kids. So our kids schedules, um, happened to line up and I was about to get my kids. This was a Wednesday. I was about to get my kids on Friday for the week. So I, I feel a little silly about this, but I responded to him and I was like, that would be great. Like, honestly, I get my kids on Friday. So I either have like today or tomorrow or, uh, it'll be like a week week or two. Like, yeah, like it'll be a while. Um, and, and I didn't really want to like wait. Cause like I said, I had periods of time without my kids. So that's when I tried to schedule my dates and mm-hmm. I was trying to, you know, just make the most of that time. And not that I went on dates every day. I didn't, but mm-hmm. I was like, I have this, I have this opportunity to like go on dates and, and see what's out there. And, um, so yeah, I, I, I was just forward with that with him. And, um, he was so responsive and it was so great. <laughs> he was like, yeah, um, I think I can make that work. Uh, let me, let me like check on something and I'll like text you back in like 20 minutes. And I was like, okay, cool. And then you know what? He texted me back. Uh, <laughs> he said he was, I was like, holy crap. 
What is happening? (laughs) (laughs) A guy is doing what he says he's going to do. That's great. Um, But that's what you were setting like a trap for. You were like trapping that kind of person, like in in a way, because you really set the stage for that. And even just being like, listen, this is me. I have two kids. I literally have these two days and like take it or leave it, you know, type of thing. And you, you know, like you, you give this guy like a little container and like, it was like, he either had an opportunity to, to rise up or not. And he took it. So that's beautiful. How long have you guys been together now? It's been eight months. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. And yeah. like still, a, still a good thing. And like, do you ever, do you ever look at him and be like, I manifested you? <laughs> Yeah, we talk about it. We joked about it. Um, like when I had my reading with you, it was, we'd been dating, I guess a month at that point. And yeah. um, so I talked, I wasn't sure like how he would feel about that concept, like that I manifested him and stuff, but um, he loves it. He's like, yes, you did. And I'm so happy you did. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. And um yeah, and he, like I said, we talk about it a lot because there was girls that he was dating that his friends were like, why why aren't you, like, you know, getting more serious? And he was always like, no, like, this isn't the person that I'm going to, like, be serious with. Like, mm-hmm. he, he said he knew, but still, you know, as a single guy, I would still have girls that he would date for, like, periods of time. and But just never, never felt like there would be more to it. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, and then, so, so I really didn't have much time. That was, this all happened on a Wednesday, and he was like, okay, great. Well, I'm familiar with where you live. Like, my grandparents were from out there, um, so I'm pretty sure there's a place we can go that has, like, we can get a drink and, like, has, like, outdoor, like, campfire kind of thing. Um, I was like, freaking sweet, because I just moved here. I don't know where anything is, um, but <laughs> cool, yeah, sounds great. And then, so he... He was like, okay, I'll call them and then I'll text you back. And he was like, well, actually, I'm looking at the weather and it looks like it might rain. So let me figure out like another option if it rains. Dude, I was like, I've never had to not do this much work. Like he was so confident and just, just ran with like, like the fact that we were going to go on a date and he wasn't like, uh, like, where do you want to go? What do you like? I mean, he, he did. I think that would have been there, but like I said, he was going with what was on my profile and I was like, yeah, I do like those things. Um, so it was, it was so cool. And then, uh, he, it did end up raining. And so the place we went was like a wine and tapas bar. And he was like, but I called to make sure that they had whiskey for you. Cause you know, I don't know how if you like wine, but they do have whiskey. <laughs> so thoughtful and cute. And, um, yeah. And then, so, getting to I'm sitting there and this been, I've been working all day I've been texting back and forth I'm like oh cool this guy's really like this is going great um just the text communication and then um I realized that I didn't I hadn't had time to like be nervous and then I realized shit I'm really really nervous right now sitting in this like spot waiting for him and um and then he walks in and I remember thinking, oh shit, like, I, I don't know what I thought. I just remember thinking, oh shit, um, like, it just, I, I, I don't know. 
like, <laughs> like I want to say to yes to this. Hmm? You're like, how did, why did I say yes to this? <laughs> like, how did this happen? Yeah. Well, and it, and it was like, it was not quite like a love at first sight experience, but pretty freaking close. I just, I like when he walked in, I just like, I felt like I knew him, understood him, mm-hmm. recognized him, like that we had known each other forever. That's soulmate stuff, but we have many soulmates to get that is like kind of just like that recognizing. But um, I love your story. Thank you for sharing it. I think it's just, it's just a beautiful story also of like how, you know, of course there's that soulmate connection, which like that's going to happen. And, and like, and th- that, you know, a lot of times we think it's like divine timing or whatever, but the truth is like, we hear your story, like you set yourself up to receive that. Like you could have sabotaged mm-hmm. yourself a lot longer throughout the process and how everything was like very thoughtful too. And I think sometimes like we don't want to get too thoughtful, thoughtful about our dating process because we think that we're getting obsessive over it or we're getting um, masculine about it. But like you definitely had like, it was a priority, but there was like an ease behind it at the same time. And that's, I feel like it's like, that's, you know, that's the trick. Like it's okay for like this to be a priority. Like I think a lot of times we think, it's uncool for this to be a priority, but it's like, it's okay to want what you want. You know, it's okay to want a partner, you know? And um, yeah. we often feel like, you know, like embarrassed to say that, which leads like a lot of, which creates a lot of like uh, a lot of doubt. It, it like breaks the momentum. Um, it, it really just doesn't let things run smoothly, but it's okay to just to be honest about wanting this. And I think, you, yeah, you like some of my friends, I think, I think like you're saying, and I'm sure people that listen and people that work with you, that it's like they're um, like, there's like this construct that if you're single, you have to be proudly single. Otherwise you're like, you know, it's like a shameful experience. It can't be this like, oh, I'm actively openly looking for my partner. That that space exists. You can be there. You can be single and, you know, not miserable but not wanting to stay single forever like that's you know that, that's yeah. a perfectly acceptable place to be yeah and there's nothing wrong with that like you can definitely be in both places i love that mm-hmm. so yeah. and you you did you sh- like your story shows that perfectly so i love that and it's definitely in a feminine way it's like i'm taking the steps i'm working with the universe i'm doing what i need to do but at the same time i'm receiving like it's just a perfect beautiful story Oh, Janet, well, thank, thank you, you for and sharing I, with us. Yeah, go, please. Oh, I was going to say one more thing that I forgot yeah. to mention was that all along the way, like I was talking about with the, like, um, like just accepting where I was at and, and what, you know, what, what was happening. But um, I think all along the way, too, there was just this, like, I've made it through some other shit in my life. Like, oh, if it doesn't work out with this guy, that's okay. Like, it's okay. Like, right. if I went on a date and it was bad, like... It wasn't end all be all and just like letting yourself experience it just for what it was and not necessarily everything is like, like the end of the world. I'm never, you know, never going to be in a relationship or like you go on a date with one guy and it goes great. And you're like, oh my God, this is like the guy I'm going to be with forever. It's not always like one or the other. I mean, thankfully, I'm happy to be in the relationship I am, but I went through the the stuff with the approach of, yeah, if this doesn't work out, like, that's okay, but I'm definitely mm-hmm. open to receiving and open to it working out. And believing that, like, it's like, right in the out. middle. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I, I think also like kind of what you're saying is a little bit of like, you know, if I go on these dates and they don't work out, like I'm not going to make a story. Like they're not going to be evidence to the, to the fact that I'm going to be single forever. You know, like, cause sometimes we like go on a bad date and we use that as evidence that I'm going to be alone forever. Like we're like, oh, you see like all the guys are app are awful because of this experience. So we're like building up all this right. evidence, like against the thing that we want, you know? So it's like, I'm not going to make any stories about that. I just went on a date and guy was douchey and this guy never called me back. But like, that doesn't mean anything to my story. That, that does, that is, that does not, there's no proof because that happened. That doesn't mean that it's proof that I'm not going to find somebody. And you were just, you kind of experience it and let it go. It seems like, like every experience you had, you had, and then you released it. Which is, which, yeah, like the energy that you hold on from those experiences speaks more to, to you and that's going to dictate what, what, what's in the future for you, less about that, you know, even that person or that thing. Like just recognize everyone as human and thank, thank them, you know, energetically for their sharing that moment with you. And even if it was like bad or they were an asshole or something, like just, just let it be part of your journey and continue moving on. Right. Yeah. And that's what creates that momentum because a lot of times, I mean, we will be rejected and we'll keep that rejection for like months, you know, and Mm -hmm. that's what creates Mm -hmm. these delays in dating. Like a lot of your speed came from the ability to just, you know, release every single time and just be like, okay, next, like moving on, (laughs) you know, thank you next. Yeah. Um, And you, you know, like that, there was this clear energy between each experience basically. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, that's really beautiful. Ah, oh, Janet, thank you. This is so. I thought this. I think this was like a really great. Um, just, I think it was very helpful. Like a, a lot of what you shared, and I really, I really thank you for taking the time because you didn't have to do this. So I appreciate you. <laughs> Thanks. I'm. I could talk about this stuff forever, and I hope that it helps others. And yeah, helps everyone on their journey. So you're saying the final so like podcast works, I guess. And some YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah. That's all yeah. you need, guys. You see? Not too much. It's not It's not so hard. <laughs> yeah. I, it takes a lot. I mean, you know, it's there's, there's definite ups and downs, but it is possible. And um, if I knew that, like, the, what I was looking for, what I thought might be out there was actually out there for me, man, it would have made it a lot easier going through all the ups and downs of, of the learning process, but that's part of how the world works. You have to believe that it's out there and, and you know, get yourself in line with it and it'll be there. Thanks so much for listening. For more guidance on your journey to the final swipe, please visit me at NikkiNovo.com.